Are you awaiting an authentic Caribbean experience? Tripcast 360 is sponsored by St. Eustatius. Looking for a place where tranquility and adventure coexist? Look no farther than the beautiful Caribbean island of St. Eustatius. From hiking trails to underwater adventure and pristine beaches, Stacia has it all. To learn more about Stacia, check out their website, stacia-tourism.com. Hello and welcome to TripCast 360, the podcast of Live Banner about travel, lifestyle, and entertainment. I am Michael Gordon Bennett, and I am joined as always by my co-host, Dave Cumberbatch. Uh, Dave, it's been a little bit since we uh, last convened. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing good. I got to tell you, I've been I've been reading a number of stories about the industry that that we're in. I keep reading stories that the adventure market is up, the dive market is up, and it got me thinking that I'm so happy to be part of an industry that's so resilient. We survived a couple financial crises. We survived COVID. We survived 9/11, that terrorist attack on the United States. But the industry is so resilient, it keeps bouncing back. Yeah, there really isn't much to hold any this industry down unless it's a global pandemic and even it's recovering. I, I saw a stat on the local news, I want to say yesterday, and as we're recording, this is early December. Las Vegas has had 41 million air travel uh, uh, passengers arrive through the airport here at, the, at Harry Reid International Airport as compared to 31 million uh, a couple of years ago when the pandemic, uh, before the pandemic hit. And the year's not done yet. So we've already exceeded that by a good 10 million and uh, gas prices be damned. These people are still coming here. <laughs> and I know during the, the crisis, the, the uh, pandemic, a lot of folks were saying that they would just want to get back out there. They had all this pent up energy. Uh, I'm not sure that that still exists, does it? Uh, I have a feeling just, you know, last month, we, you know, when I went to the American film market in Santa Monica, California, it was the first time they've had the American film market in, in two years because of COVID. And of course, the market attracts a lot of international uh, travelers. I, I saw people from China there. Uh, I saw people from uh, Brazil and Argentina there, Mexico, uh, the UK. I actually had lunch with some great couple great guys from the UK, um, Germany. I mean, I saw people from all over the world and, and just the look on their face about, oh, I'm just glad to be back or I'm glad to hit the road again or something like that. It, it, it said a lot to me. Our guest today, uh, I'm not going to let the secret out until you introduce her, but they're expanding their property um, in the Dutch Caribbean. I mean, they're, they're building a hotel property there and they they keep expanding. You know what? That That's actually happening in quite a few places uh, I've read. I, I keep seeing new resort plans and new resort openings uh, all over the world. It's, it's not, you know, just, you know, in this particular case in the Caribbean, we'll go over that in a minute, but it's happening everywhere. And uh, I'm like, wow, you know, my biggest fear my biggest concern with all this expansion is not pricing the middle class folks out of the market. That is a big concern of mine because it's a big concern of mine here in Vegas with the average hotel price if you're staying on the strip is well in excess of three to four hundred dollars a night. 
Um, you know, so what it does is it takes the average middle class person and it forces them to stay in the cheaper off strip properties and stuff like that. Um, and, and, you know, the cost of entertainment here is skyrocketing as it is around the rest of the world. It's not just Las Vegas. It's skyrocketing everywhere. And I keep going in my head. How are they going to address leaving so many people behind? But I thought I thought that the Airbnb market would have forced the major players to cut to cut their pricing. I, I I think up to a point that's probably true, but there doesn't seem to be having any effect. Now I don't know how much of this is pandemic related. To in other words, they're trying to make up for lost income because of the pandemic and by raising prices. But I got to tell you, living in a resort town like Las Vegas, this place is packed. I mean, this place wow. is loaded. I mean, there, there is no distinction uh, with uh, or, or no residue, in my opinion, left over from, from the pandemic unless the residue is increased travel. I mean, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> you, should, you should see the freeway traffic after Thanksgiving between here and Southern California, which is our number one feeder market. <laughs> man, oh, man, I feel sorry for those people driving home on Sunday night because I guarantee you that four-hour trip to L.A. probably took them at least twice that <laughs> And you it talk about, uh, you mentioned earlier about the high gas prices. I mean, people people just want to travel. It shows you how resilient, like I said earlier, that this industry is. Yep. And here's my disclaimer on gas prices. Let, let me say this. You're going to hear it from me, and you're going to hear it from me 10,000 times over and over and over again. Gas prices are dropping. They're dropping down. Yeah. I think I saw something on... Uh, Good Morning America, where the average price is somewhere hovering around $3.90 nationwide or something like that. Ladies and gentlemen, hear it from me, from somebody who used to work in the media. Gas prices always go <laughs> down at this time of year. Stop. <laughs> Don't fall for the okie doke because around February, they're all going to, quote unquote, switch to their summer blend. And the gas prices are going to go back up again. Are they going to go up as high as they were last year? That depends on if the gas companies want to gouge, just like they did this past year. But the prices are going up. So don't get lulled into sleep. I tell people this every year. It's like a cycle. And, and, and the news media mm-hmm. acts like this is something new. This is nothing new. This has been going on since I was a child. I'll tell you something that the news media missed as well. The fact that we've got some of the lowest gas prices in the United States. When you That's check right. gas prices, gas prices globally, they are ridiculously high. Yeah, I was talking to the, the, the two gentlemen from the UK, and then I was, I was speaking to somebody from Germany, and their average gas price is hovering around seven or eight dollars uh, a gallon. Of course, it's measured yeah. in liters in the in liters, countries, right. but you get the idea. The conversion when mm-hmm. you do the conversion is seven or eight, and here we are complaining about the average being three ninety. <laughs> I mean, you you and I are old enough to remember the first Arab oil embargo back in the early seventies. You know, when we, people were waiting in line for gas, and if your license plate didn't end with a, a on on an odd or even number day, if your number didn't end that day, you couldn't get gas that day. I was a baby at that time. I read about it as I got a bit older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that pacifier <laughs> out your mouth. <laughs> the pacifier of lies. <laughs> well, I'm learning. I'm learning. You must admit that. <laughs> yeah, you are. Anyway, um, uh, we have a. a, a really exciting show for you today um and you're not going to hear my voice in much of this show because unfortunately on the day that we were supposed to interview our guest yours truly got uh, rammed uh, in the side of his car by somebody who ran a red light and uh, i've got some bruised ribs and a swollen hand to show for it so 
Dave is solo on this one, but I encourage you to listen. We are actually, uh, he's actually speaking to um, Sally Glenn, who is the director of sales for St. Eustatius, which is in the Caribbean, if you don't know, and you'll learn all about it. Uh, she's the director of sales for the Golden Rock uh, Resort there. And uh, it's a great interview. You'll learn about the resort, uh, how beautiful uh, uh, St. Eustatius is. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with St. Eustatius, you'll also hear us refer to as Stacia, which is their uh, semi-official nickname. So you'll hear Eustatius or Stacia. We're talking about the same place. And it's a really eye-opening interview about what's there to offer. It's not the traditional uh, Caribbean island with crowded beaches and stuff like that. So I don't want to take uh, the thunder away from Dave's fantastic interview. And then uh, uh, you'll hear it in just a second. But before we dive into that, uh, the Dripcast 360 podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, uh, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you get a podcast. Uh, you can get us, but the best place to uh, listen to it, of course, is to go to our website at tripcast360.com. We are also on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and we're exploring uh, uh, TikTok as well. But we don't have TikTok yet, but we're exploring it. And uh, we also are going to have some exciting news down the road. We can't say what it is yet because it's still in the planning stages Stages about our YouTube channel as well. So, um Stay tuned. We have a lot of great stuff for you. And without further ado, let's go on to listen to Dave and his interview with Sally Glenn, who is the director of sales at the Golden Rock Resort in St. Eustatius. Our guest today is Sally Glenn. Sally, welcome to TripCast 360. You joined the Golden Rock Dive and Nature Resort Executive Leadership Team, spearheading its sales strategy. Your background in the hospitality industry is par excellence. Tell us about yourself. I originally from Scotland and um, started my career working in Edinburgh and um, was very fortunate after a couple of years to be given the opportunity to transfer to Sydney in Australia. And um, I was working right at Circular Quay next to the Opera House, the Harbour Bridge. It was all very, very beautiful. And then during my time in Australia, I was there for eight years. Um, I worked across lots of different types of hotels, such as city centre, um, beaches. Um, so we had a very diverse experience with different types of properties. And then working across different types of market segments. So I've done weddings corporate, government, leisure, uh, a bit of everything. And um, so my eight years in Sydney was was really wonderful, especially when I got to represent my brand across all the different states in, in Australia itself. Um, and in 2018, I decided it was time to go home. I missed the cold, surely not. But anyways, I gave it a go. Moved back to Scotland and was very fortunate to work for Glen Eagles, which is a luxury resort, uh, part of leading hotels of the world. And uh, there I represented the property throughout the European and Australasian market. So on a work capacity living in Scotland, I still got to go back to Australia. So that was very fortunate. But it was great. It was lovely to experience um, working across the, the, the mice and the leisure markets across Europe um, and, and generating business for um, Glen Eagles in Scotland. And then during the pandemic, I actually was seconded into marketing and I did a year secondment doing the corporate and commercial marketing role there, um, which was a wonderful experience to, co to connect, connect the dots when it comes to working in the commercial zone um, within hospitality, um, which was good 
Um, however, during the pandemic, the hotel did actually close and it closed for, oh, it closed twice during that time. And the first time it had closed since the Second World War, actually. Um, so mm-hmm. I have a big sister that lives in Bermuda. And I was very fortunate to go and spend some time in Bermuda during the pandemic. And there I fell in love with island life. Um, so lo and behold, one thing happened and another and an opportunity to come and be part of the grassroots opening team here in Sydney Stations presented itself. And I was like, I think this is a great opportunity. Not only do I get to go back into the sunshine, um, but I also get to um, enjoy my scuba diving that I love doing when I lived in Australia because we have the best diving in the Caribbean here. And that's not just me. National Geographic wrote an article about that. So you can I'm quoting them. Um, it's phenomenal here. So I moved to St. Eustatius in July of this year and have been part of the opening team, seeing the, the development of the resort. And we're literally coming to the end of our, of our construction. And the, this hotel is like something else. I can't compare it to anything else. And I cannot yes. wait to share it with the world. That's right. I know you're the sales, the director of sales for the Golden Rock in St. Eustatius. And I want to start with a little bit of background. Um, St. Eustatius, uh, way back when, way back when, used to be, uh, you know, the gem of the Caribbean, actually. And oh, yeah. actually, it was one of the first countries that recognized the independence of the United States of America. Yep. And it's a very small country, just over eight uh, square miles. I think it's 8.1 square miles. Population, just over 3,000. They got into the tourism market a bit late. So my question for you, why would Golden Rock Resort choose St. Eustatius as that destination for such an upscale uh, resort yeah. Do you know what, David? That's a very good question. And I have to say it's um, the island. I fall in love with it. It is off the beaten path destination. And a lot of people will liken the Caribbean to a lot of fast paced islands, a lot of big multinational hotels, the all inclusives, the, you know, the, the party scene, the whereas Stasia offers something completely different. and. When our owner um, had the opportunity to to look into to acquiring some land, he fell in love with Station because he could see that there was an opportunity to bring uh, a new luxury resort to an island that is not about commercialism. It's not got the mass tourism, but it, it offers a very unique vacation for those that are wanting something a little bit different in the Caribbean. And I think this is what we are delivering. And we just want the world to know that we are open and we are looking forward to welcoming our discerning guests who wish to have a very unique, different type of um, Caribbean vacation. And that, when I say different, I mean, you don't have any stop signs on Stacia. We have um, we've we've got eight thousand roaming goats on the island, but they're not on our resort. Um, there's no McDonald's, there's no Seven Elevens, um, and the fact that you have our luxury contemporary resort on one side of the island, and within a ten minute drive, you can be in the in the the old city, which is a bit like walking back in time. So if you love history, if you love nature, and if you like scuba diving and hiking. 
this island ticks all those boxes. And if you want to come and experience something like this, then why not stay in a gorgeous new luxury resort? And that is why our owner decided to have the first opening here on the island. And not just that, we're promoting the, the general economy of the island by driving more tourism. And we're also a, a wonderful employer to the island as well by the second largest employer now on the island. So we do love to, to welcome our locals here as part of our team too. Well, you started out, I read where you started out with 32 guest rooms. It mentioned that you were planning on expanding by April of this year, 2022. Um, I would imagine that that has been completed and, and you're really offering a whole lot more. I see that you have a, a beach club with an, an infinity pool. Oh, David, wait, I tell you. So, yes, we had a soft opening in September last year. And yes, we were operating with 32 rooms and suites. We had one lovely uh, infinity swing pool and our gorgeous Breeze restaurant. And Breeze restaurant is the hot spot on the island. It is mm -hmm. uh, where all our, our guests love to dine. And it's also where our, our, our local residents of the island like to come up as well. So it is definitely one of the most popular places for people to enjoy an evening meal or a nice lunch, um, which is wonderful. But since then, we have just launched our further 28 villa suites that are um, located down the side of our resort, whereby it's um, decorated by our second swimming pool and pool bar. And that area is, um, is lovely and spacious and it has those beautiful views of where the volcano, which is our backdrop, meets the ocean. Um, because our resort is actually on 40 acres of land. And so to put that into some sort of a description, if you think of a, an American football field, right, think of 32 of them beside each other. That is how much land the Golden Rock Resort sits on. Um, so with the addition of our 26 villa suites, we are um, offering a lovely room product that is large, it's spacious, we have like separate sleeping with a kitchenette area, large balconies, and every room has a beautiful view of not just the ocean, but our gardens. And we have to say our gardens here is one of our key points because we've planted over 100,000 different plants, trees, and flowers thus creating a beautiful ecosystem. And so we have attracted birds and butterflies, and it's an absolute glorious place to take a stroll, which is wonderful. And then what we are completing just now, um, as you walk down to the to the, the edge of the cliff where the, where the Atlantic Ocean um, it meets us, is where we are going to be opening our beach club and lagoon. So mm -hmm. the lagoon is going to be the size of one football field, and it's going to be 40 feet deep at the edge of a cliff. Now, wow. that is something <laughs> I we cannot rival with. It is the Caribbean's lar largest ocean-fed man-made lagoon. And to top it all off, what we've decided to do, we're going to sink a vintage U.S. school bus to the bottom of the lagoon to create an artificial really? reef. So for snorkelers and divers and swimmers, there'll be very interesting things to see under the water at the lagoon, which is fantastic. And so why not decorate our beautiful lagoon with our new beautiful beach club, which we call Bobby's. It's going to be Bobby's Beach Club. 
and within there there'll be very casual dining but we're actually bringing a sushi kitchen to Stacia. There is no sushi kitchens here in Sydney Stacia's, but there will be when we open Bobby's. So there we'll be serving lovely sushi. We'll have authentic Italian pizzas, barbecue, um, champagne, cocktails, bottle service. We even have a DJ booth and um, it'll be a wonderful place to enjoy some casual dining, l- lazing by the lagoon. Um, and even in the lagoon on the shallow side, we'll have hammocks and swings. So it'll be all very picturesque and perfect for those Instagram photos. <laughs> <laughs> well, you opened last year. You actually opened in the midst of COVID. COVID was rampant at that time. Thank God that at this point, we are, we are pretty much almost behind COVID. Oh, I know. Absolutely. How difficult was it for you at that period of time? Well, during that time with the with the soft opening that we did have, I think uh, soft is the priority word here, opening. Yeah. Um, it was, I think, to be fair, there was benefits from that because the team could get into the swing of service and training we um, we work um, with some of the local businesses, and so when they do travel to Stacia, they'll come and stay with us. So the occupancy was was level, and so we could manage the the you know the guests coming in and making sure our service standards were um, of you know of a very high caliber. And um, and so with that kind of journey towards the end of the pandemic, was it was a good training process for this new team that come come together because yes. We have um, people from Stacia that work here, but we also have an international team too. And it takes time for them all to gel, especially if it's a brand new hotel. And we're an independent hotel, so we don't belong to any of the big brands, um, which, to be honest with us, we love it because we can just do what we like. You know, you so, so it's um, which is which is great. And yes, we're so fortunate to be at the other side of the COVID because it was just devastating for the industry, for many industries. Um, but we're ready to 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 welcome our post-COVID travellers and into this brand new destination that um, I think some people who are a wee bit nervous post-COVID with crowds and things would actually really like to come to Sydney Stations because it's slightly quieter here. Do you have a specific target market? Um, Sydney Stations is Dutch. I know you have a dive market. What's your destination target market? So for Sydney Stations, absolutely, the scuba diving here is is unbelievable. So let me let me paint a picture for you. So we have a marine park, a protected marine park that is bigger than the island, and we have thirty six dive sites here, and we have two dive centres that operate within Stacia, that's Scuba Aqua and the Golden Rock Diving Centre, and they talk to each other and so when they go diving they always go to different dive sites so anytime you're in in station go diving you will be the only dive boat at your diving site so therefore it makes such exclusive diving because some other parts of the caribbean it's probably a bit like Times square underwater too many divers (laughs) whereby here it's not like that at all and even the the turtles in the water are, you know, they're curious when they see a diver. Whereas I've been diving in some places in Australia, for example, these big species, they'll just swim away from you because they don't want to be harassed. So we've got really abundant wildlife um, within our waters and it makes for absolutely beautiful diving. And the diving in itself is very diverse. For example, with our history of Stasia, 
Um, David, you, you'll, you'll know like 300, 400 years ago, um, our waters was the biggest trading port in the entire world. Yes. So if anything was coming from the East to trade with the West, they did it in our waters because we were the only tax-free waters. And um, so then a hurricane comes in and boats sink. So yes, we have archaeological diving. So you can still go into the protected marine park and see these old ancient wrecks, which is, um, which is wonderful, especially if you love history and diving. But then on the other side, we have a gorgeous dormant volcano, the Quill. And so when it wasn't sleeping and the lava was flowing, it would flow up and over and cause these lava fingers into the water, creating dive sites that are um, like labyrinths of coral reefs. And it's nutrient dense and the coral's alive and colorful and they create beautiful habitats for our wildlife. And so... Again, it depends what kind of diving that you like to do. We have so much and it's so exclusive because there's not that many in the divers in the water. So, yes, when you're saying target market, definitely the diving market is, uh, is, is very much one that we want to track to come to the island to see what Stacia has to offer for sure. And then there's also those that like to do the hiking. Because on the island, we have the Quill Volcano, which offers such diverse different routes for all different types of, of walker, whether you're a wee bit more advanced or a bit of a beginner. Um, there's lots of different routes that you can enjoy. And when you are climbing that Quill, it is something magical about volcanoes. I don't know what you think, David, but as you go up the volcano, the, the flora and the fauna changes the higher you go up. And then when you get to the top and you look inside the crater, it is like a tropical rainforest in there. It's wow. like it's like Jurassic Park. Although yes. I haven't seen any dinosaurs. Although I have seen big, <laughs> I've seen the big land crabs. They're like the, the soldiers of the quill that are walking around, which is which is wonderful. Um, and then other than that, we are wanting to target the, the US and Canada uh, markets who wish to come to, to the Caribbean. So our, to the leisure traveler that wants to come and experience something a little bit off the beaten path. Um, our nature here is wonderful, especially with what we've done here with our um, with our gardens. The bird watching is is, 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 is glorious, and um, and then with that, we are a sustainable resort. I'm, I'm I'm telling you everything in one go, but you have these travelers that want to combine different passions. If it's ecotourism, if it's diving, if it's relaxation, you know, we have it. We have our own solar park. We generate our own energy, David. Um, and we create our own drinking water through reverse osmosis. So um, we are we're very proud of our uh, our green efforts here at the resort. Um, and um, and then finally, our other target market would definitely be those who are after some wellness. Our wellness proposition is going to be growing for next year. We we just did our first wellness retreat in November. And, um, and we have a resident yoga guru here and we do meditation, we do manifestation workshops, shamanistic burning ceremonies. And so um, if you want to come and cleanse your soul, you can come and do it here too. <laughs> I guess that's an open in invitation for me to come. I'll be there. There you go, David, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple of guests, uh, I think it was the first year of our podcast, and they got stranded. They bought this little boat and they decided to travel the Caribbean and they got stranded. Their boat had some mechanical issues and they got stuck on Stacia. And they said, and they told us that was a fantastic experience that they had. They didn't have to lock their vehicles. I mean, that was awesome. 
Absolutely. Well, if you've got if you've only got three thousand people on the island, if someone's car goes missing, they'll no doubt find it. <laughs> but it's very true. In the Caribbean, we are a very safe and friendly island. I indeed leave my car unlocked and I leave the key in the ignition, and it's always there the next day. Um, so I I feel very safe when I'm here and around the island, and I think that's very important for people to um to to know that it's a um, people are very friendly. You get used to driving in the island and you're always having to toot your horn and waving at everybody as you go past, <laughs> even though you don't really want them. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Looking for a unique Caribbean island getaway? It's time you discover Stacia. St. Eustatius is one of Mother Nature's finest creations. Its history and culture is second to none. Stacia, a world leader in ecotourism, features spectacular underwater adventure, breathtaking hiking trails, and pristine beaches. Visit stacia-tourism.com to begin planning that one-of-a-kind vacation. Uh, let's talk about some of your dining options and on property. Yeah, of course, of course. So as I mentioned before, we have our existing restaurant, Breeze. And Breeze is a beautiful restaurant. It's um, the design of the restaurant itself is like a big oct- octagon. It has, it has eight sides. And in the middle of the centerpiece where the center bar is, is like a huge big flower, which is which is symbolic of our gardens. Um, and all the little design features in and around Breeze is very much um, representative of our beautiful gardens. Mm-hmm. And within the restaurant, we, we celebrate the best of the land, best of the sea, also by incorporating some of the dishes that is uh, a local favorite here as well. And I know that being... On an island with them, um, I think we have, I think the count now is about 16 restaurants on the island. Um, but obviously, I said before, there's no sushi and, and the likes. And so mm-hmm. we've got some very, very talented chefs. And so what we do do, we do some themed evenings as well. So we'll have an, a night, a Mexican night, tacos and tequila. you got to love a bit of that um, because we have a phenomenal Mexican chef here. And he makes the best tacos. And so our guests love it. And also <laughs> some of the locals will come up on a Tuesday for their for their tacos, which is which is wonderful. Um, our restaurant manager is also a three-grade sommelier as well. So we have a wonderful wine list of over 40 different wines. Um, and we can curate any um, unique dining experience. If you wanted to do wine tasting or wine pairing, um, we love to do some really unique experiences. And, and from that, we can also do some private dining. Um, we have a, in our affinity pool, we have this, this uh, kind of sunken layer, level which you can stand on. And we've actually done private dinners in there where your feet are actually in the water, which is, which is very romantic. And um, and even the, uh, the floating breakfast. So we can we can do lots of different types of culinary experiences within the resort. And then when we open Bobby's Beach Club, um, they will be offering more of a casual dining, as I said before, with the with the sushi kitchen, our our pizzas, and our and our barbecue offering too. Um, and then finally, um, at the ed- edge of our solar park, we're building a greenhouse. So in our greenhouse, we will be growing our own fruits and vegetables and herbs. And so we hope that once that is all in operation, we'll be able to introduce a culinary offering down there, whether that's a chef's table experience or um, a vegan kitchen. We're still deciding what that looks like. But again, it's another um, another kind of 
place within the resort you can enjoy some locally grown produce that is grown here on on our resort. I read your vision, and you've got a very lofty vision to be the Caribbean's lead leading sustainable life, lifestyle resort and villa. Ah. That's a lofty goal considering how big the Caribbean is. Well, that's very, very true. But you've got to aim high, David. You know, the what we've been able to achieve on Stasia is unbelievable. And so why can't we reach from the, for the stars and go for it? Because we as a team here, we are very, we're very passionate about the project. You know, yeah. everyone that works here believes that this is our hotel. We we are we are all our own owners here. And this is this is our project to be that leading sustainable resort. And we're already going through the Green Globe certification just now. And the fact that we have a solar park that generates more energy than we need, we have the reverse osmosis. We literally pump water from the ocean, turn it into mm-hmm. drinking water. Then any of that wastewater is then retreated through a reed system and then uses irrigation for our plants, trees, and our flowers. It's full circle the waters. And then with our um, even from the small elements, for example, we have an integrated pest management system. So we don't use any na- nasty chemicals on our flora and fauna because we want that to be a habitat for wildlife. Um, so anything that we can do that will contribute to the to the earth and, and the land in which we are operating our resort on, we will do it. Oh, that's that's amazing. Um, I would imagine that you uh, you work a lot in terms of training and so on with the with the local folks there to teach yeah. them. Okay, go ahead. Absolutely, we do. So we um, we bring in teams across all of our. Um, all of our functions, so from front of house to food and beverage to the landscaping, and even to some of the, the, the builders who are who are, who are who are being part of the build of our beach club and our and our greenhouse. And so there is lots of different um, functions within the resort that we are pioneering training in, so that tourism and hospitality is a passion for for the those on the island that are even still in school and they want to look up to the to the, the hotel and they know their their auntie or their uncle that work here and they've developed a lovely career they get all these opportunities because they get to experience different different trainings along the way um that definitely is something we want to pioneer within the local community in fact i'm just back today so as i said before we we are actually sinking a, a school bus to the bottom of the lagoon to create an artificial reef. But what we want to do, we wanted to bring our local community a part of that project. So what we did was we invited local school children to a playground where we have the bus right now to decorate it. And so they're all painting different symbols on the bus of different parts of Stasia, they would like our future guests and tourists to see when they go snorkeling. And so they'll, so when you've got a guest and they're going for a snorkel, they'll see all these designs under the water, all painted by our, our local school children. And I was even thinking today, like, you know, in 10 years time or five years time, you know, these these children could be working for us and they'll be, they'll look at the school bus and they'll be like, we, we were a part of that project initially. So um, we like to involve our local community for any of the initiatives that we are doing. And that's not just with employment, but, but for example, what we're doing with the school bus as well. I've traveled the Caribbean a lot 
And very often, the locals complain that they don't see that they don't enjoy the benefits from having tourism. Well, of course, I would imagine. And it's really good that you're doing that. I would imagine that, was that part of the plan or that's just who the management is? No, that is definitely a part of our, our culture here at the resort. Mm. You know, it's, we, we are a part of Stacia. It is, is our island and, and we, we want to be as inclusive as possible. And as I said, you know, the, the future of Stacia will lie amongst the community here and we want them to be happy and proud of the first luxury resort on the island because we've been inclusive the whole time. It's not been a case where they've, you know, these big um, people coming in with with them building a resort and, and they're flying all their staff in. It's not the case whatsoever. We're very much um, very nicely integrated in the community, which is very important for us. And it's not just the resort itself. It's with our partners as well, the, the local island guides. Um, our local honey producer, our uh, our diving shops, with the you know we're all we're all a part of one big family here in Stacia. We have to be. The population is just three, just over three thousand, and so to be inclusive with the with everyone here on the island is very important. And um, we do a lot of events that attract the the local community as well as um, for our, our guests as well. How do you get to the hotel? How do you get to Stacia? Good question. Some people, David, you'll say, hi, I'm from Sydney Stacious. And they'll be like, where is that? Um, so, yeah, so that'll tell you how to get to Sydney Stacious. So we are in the Dutch Caribbean and we are located on a, on a little island next to St. Martin, St. Bart's and St. Kitts and Saba. And so the best way to get to us, if you're coming from, say, the US, you would fly probably into St. Martin, first of all. And then from St. Martin, you would take a small puddle jumper plane um, operated by Winner, and it only takes 18 minutes, one eight, 18 minutes from St. Martin to St. Eustatius. Um, and that's probably the quickest way by air. Alternatively, we're really excited that McKenna Ferries have just launched a new route connecting Stacia to St. Kitts. And they also have international flights into St. Kitts from the US and from London. Um, so you can do that ferry. And that ferry is only about 30 minutes. So we have that route. Alternatively, if you still want to come into St. Martin, you can also take a ferry to us as well. And it actually stops via Sabah. So it's a slightly longer ferry route to Stacia. Um, but there is the ferry option as well. Or that one air flight that comes in. And then when you get to us, we have our shuttle service. So we will collect all of our guests from the airport or from the harbour and bring them to the hotel and then take them back again when they are departing. Um, and we also offer that shuttle service throughout the stay. So if, you, if you're, David, if you're here on, on a holiday and you want to go and explore the island or go to go out for a, a, a drink or go to the beach or something like that, our shuttle service will take you to and from from six in the morning to 11 o'clock at night, anywhere you want to go. So we'll make sure that you get to experience the island as well because we have our shuttle service. Is there lots of entertainment on property as well? So currently, well, we're just planning our festive package, actually, just now. And um, we are entertainment. We, we've got um, 
quiz nights. We've got sip and paint nights. Um, we even got <laughs> karaoke night. Um, we've got a big New Year's Eve party planned. So I don't know if anyone wants to come down to Stacia for New Year's Eve, but our New Year's Eve party is one to watch. In fact, I'm pretty sure there are people over in St. Bart's looking over at Stacia at New Year's Eve going, what is happening over there? Because we are now an island to be reckoned with. So, yes, we are very much um, evolving our, our in-house entertainment, but you can also enjoy some of the local entertainment on the island as well. There is there is um, some bars with some dancing. Um, so, But if you really want the kind of a local Caribbean experience, then that's definitely one to watch out for. And yeah. then when Bobby's opens, then that that will be quite something. Our entertainment down there, super, because we'll have a DJ booth there. And so it'll be a very musical um, beach club for people to enjoy. And we look forward to partnering with some, some great musicians locally and obviously internationally as well. Stacia Day has just passed a couple of weeks ago. How was yeah. that? Stacia Day was amazing. Stacia Day saw the island full. It was fully booked. Our hotel, every single hotel on the island was ram-jammed to the full. So it was wonderful seeing the island really abuzz with all these people coming over celebrating Stacia Day. And even of all the, the dresses that everybody wore and, and all the uh, stalls that were set up in the main street. And of course, the, the, the morning service, which is which is very, very beautiful. So Stasia Day is definitely a great day for um, anyone to come and visit the island on because it has a real buzz about it. You know, and it, it connects the history with the present and um, and it's wonderful. And that's where we, you know, we, we remember the day we acknowledged the U.S. independence with giving America the first salute. As you're talking, I'm looking here on the Internet. I'm looking to book my flight. Thank you, David. <laughs> Absolutely. You have to come and experience our lovely new hotel. It's going to be amazing. Um, and, you know, once Bobby's Beach Club is opened, our, our final phase that will be opening in March will be our lodges that will be opening. So we have one bedroom and two bedroom lodges. So they're like standalone cottages with their own private garden, all fresco kitchenette. Um, and I'm really looking forward to these. There will be 17 of them in total. So by March, we will have 75 keys. And the lodges will be great if, say, there's a wedding and everyone wants to come over and take over the lodge and it'd be like your own little private neighborhood, um, which I think will be really attractive to families and groups alike. So our room product here is great because we have bedrooms, we've got suites and we'll have lodges. We'll have our two swimming pools and our lagoon the size of a football field. Um, now, as I said before, we are on 40 acres of land. So you might find if, uh, you know, you're having a lovely afternoon at Bobby's and maybe you've had one too many pina coladas, which is allowed when you're on vacation. We, uh, we're we going to help you get back to your room. So we're going to have our own electric train. <laughs> really? Uh, yes, yes. We're going to have an electric train that is going to go around the circumference of the resort allowing people to get in and around the grounds um, without having to do lots of walking. Should, I mean, obviously, the walking paths here are beautiful with our gardens, but the train will be a wonderful um, addition just to kind of get people to and from the different outlets within the resort. I was about to ask you, uh, what is what are the future plans for the resort? You're offering a lot more than quite a few high-end properties that I've stayed at. 
Well, exactly. If if you want a cookie cutter resort that you can get in every every you know tropical destination, then that's fine. But that's definitely not what we're offering here. We're offering something just so unique, and um, we we get such wonderful feedback from the guests that we've had so far. And I cannot wait until we start seeing, you know, the bigger volumes come in once our beach club opens. And that is coming in the end of January. So we are almost there at the finish line. And um, we really want want the world to know that our resort is something like like no other. And um, and then, you know, future plans. Once our lodges are open, the beach club is open, everything will just be so vibrant here. Um, but I know that one thing that we will add on towards the end of next year will be a beautiful spa. Mm-hmm. Currently, we do have a fitness area. We've got massage treatment rooms, but we want to actually grow that offering. So we have a bit of a spa destination as well. Um, and that will kind of be like the final piece of the puzzle, a very kind of a small addition that we'll add in. But I think that will really contribute to our proposition as a resort having that spa there as well. That gets back to, if I may pivot back in terms of, of your target market. In terms of your target, are you targeting well-heeled visitors, that, that type of class of, of visitors? To be honest with you, I'm looking for, we're, we're working within the consortias. So as we are, um, you know, we're, we're developed, We'll be able to go down that path of being, you know, having that stamp of approval where we'll be a part of some of these consortia networks. Um, we've just been accepted onto Serendipian's Endorse program, which is great because they've got wonderful presence over in Europe. And being being a Dutch island, we've got connectivity out of Amsterdam and Paris and now London into St. Kitts. Um, for us, we're we're wanting to have those kind of high-end travelers that are maybe that are not wanting to have a busy holiday. They don't want to have that bucket and speed holiday. That's not right. what we're about. We're we're here to welcome guests that are wanting just to have something that's a little bit off the beaten path and they can enjoy and, and, and relax. Plus, you might find that, you know, partner A is a diver, partner B is not. And therefore, we have enough facilities here that people can enjoy different types of vacations. And it's not just solely for diving groups or hiking groups. There's something for families. There's something for couples. We we think we'll be a beautiful wedding destination once our terrace next to Bobby's opens up, um, you know, the wellness destination. So for us, I don't really want to pigeonhole exactly our specific target market because I think we have so much to offer across the board. Um, but definitely these um, we're looking at working with the travel agencies and educating them first about the island and then, of course, the resort and what our offerings are. And then what we find these travel agencies will say, well, I have a couple that love diving or I have a, a group that love to go hiking or I have a family and they like all like to do different things. Multi-generational trips as well seems to be quite something that we're seeing post post pandemic and we want to have a resort that ticks a lot of boxes so we we appeal to to many different types of travelers and i definitely think with what projects that we're doing right now it certainly does do that you mentioned about weddings and um we always make fun in our podcast we try to keep it lively okay when my co-host hears that you're talking about uh, a honeymoon destination he's not married yet I know he's going to laugh when he hears this podcast. Okay. He's not married yet, you know, so maybe we can come in. Maybe we can get him to come to your resort in St. Eustatius and get married there. 
Let's do it. Exactly. Is he planning on getting married? Is he in a relationship? Yes, he is. Okay, good. Right. Well, we've got that far. Okay. So now we just need a proposal. So we need a proposal. So what we can do is we can certainly organize a, a lovely proposal here. And then obviously you have to get married here as well. So I think, David, we have to we have to put our heads together and make this happen. Yes, we um, have to. Absolutely. I had um, I had journalists here last week from Holland and he <laughs> even said this would be a great wedding destination. And his girlfriend has been giving him hints. And I think he's <laughs> quite enamored by our destination. That maybe that's just, you know, allowed him to cross the line to get down on one knee. Come on, guys. We need you. We need you to become romantics here. You know, that's right. life is for living. Get down on one knee and make it happen. <laughs> that's right. And and it seems that you're certainly making that happen there at the gold at the at the Golden Rock Resort in St. Eustatius. Yeah. It's been a ple- it's been a pleasure speaking with you. It seems like when you're having fun and educating at the same time, that I- time just goes. I know, exactly. Do you know what? We're just so excited because we are such a beautiful island. We have so much to offer. This resort is like, as I said, it's such a unique offering and I cannot wait for the world to come and experience it. But I I can't wait to come there myself. Yes, David, you are my guest. Now book that flight. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) I will. (laughs) (laughs) Our guest today has been Sally Glenn. And she's the director of sales for the Golden Rock Dive and Nature Resort on that hidden gem of the Caribbean, St. Eustatius. Hey, Dave, that was a, a really, really good interview with Sally. I, um, I, I had really never, I mean, I've been to a lot of the uh, Caribbean islands, but I had never gone to Stacia. And to hear somebody talk about it so reverently, I mean, she was in love with this place. Um, and, and the Golden Rock Resort and all the things that they have to offer. I, you did a great job. You asked all the right questions. Um, you know, she was full of life and full of energy, but uh, her her enthusiasm for, for Stacia is infectious. You're so right. And what surprised me about the property itself, that only opened last year during the peak of COVID. And I'm sort of, I sort of ask her the question in terms of why would someone think about opening up a property such as that in St. Eustatia, which really don't have the, the, the broader tourism like a Barbados or Jamaica or, or, or Bahamas. They have the quill. Uh, they have a, a decent dive market. They have some entertainment. And to have the foresight to think ahead to open this property and not only open the property, but to keep expanding on that property. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. And and they've got some really innovative stuff. Like the thing that I really liked about it was that the, what does she call the largest ocean fed man-made lagoon? Yeah. Uh, I thought that was cool. It's going to be, I think she said it was 40 feet deep. It's going to have a, an old school bus sunk to the bottom of it to create a reef for divers and stuff like that. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> that adds to that whole dive uh, product that they have. Right. And, and for those of you who missed it during the interview, and I think uh, Sally actually uh, brought this up, Stacia is one of the top-ranked dive scuba diving markets in the world, and not just the Caribbean, in the entire world. That's what they're known for. So if you are an avid scuba diver, 
you need to go there. I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head, and I know she didn't mention it in the interview, but there are literally dozens of different dive sites uh, off the coast of Stacia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was awesome. But I also, the thing I like about the Golden Rock, uh, they're completely sustainable. They generate all the, matter of fact, their their um, infrastructure generates the all the energy they need, not just for the resort, but if I'm not, if I heard her correctly, didn't she say it for the entire island? Yeah, they're not, um, it's going to have the capacity to do it. Um, whether that is done is a different story, I guess, that will have to be collaborated with government, but they have the capacity to do it, I believe. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, for those of you who, who did listen to the uh, episode, you know, Stacia's small. And you don't go there direct. You usually fly into, I think she said St. Martin or Nevis or St. Kitts to get to it, either by a puddle jumping plane or a boat. Either one will get you there. But it's also a quaint place. It's an, it, it does not attract the crowds. If you are a fan of going on vacations and not being inundated with the thousands and thousands upon thousands of tourists, then Stacia is the place for you because you pretty much get everything else. You get the natural beauty. You get hiking trails. You get adventure. You get scuba diving. Uh, you got a, a brand new resort that's there. So uh, if you like to pull back and just kick up your feet and, and relax and read a book or something like that, or have a few adult beverages, as you call them, Stacia's the place, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you didn't mention this, but I know that you heard it in the interview. She's actually making preparations for you to come get married there. Yeah, I, I heard that. I noticed you guys uh, snuck that in right at the end. As a, as a matter of fact, I did a connect on LinkedIn to her this morning, and I put that in there. She hasn't responded to my connect yet, but I put that in there. I see you two are still trying. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't miss that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I didn't let that. I didn't let that get away from me. Hey, come on, bring him down. We we'll prepare for him. You know. Yep. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks, bud. Um, so no, I mean, Stacia's great, and and you know, and I'm certain those who have listened to us to us uh, talk wax poetic about this place. Um, I'm just dying to get down there and just take a visit. Yeah, um, you know, because I'm the kind of person who likes to go quiet places on vacation. I don't need all the hustle and bustle and all the noise and stuff like that. We get enough of that in our daily lives. I don't need to have mm. that on vacation. Uh, a lot of times. So um, I'm actually looking forward to going. We we definitely got to go next year, whether I get yeah. married or not, Cumberbatch. <laughs> I was going to make yeah. arrangements to fly you down on my private jet, but you're too tall, you know. It's yeah, well, big... yeah. I'd be like, what was that, Dino <laughs> on the Flintstones? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you're, like, maybe you're like the guy on uh, Fantasy Island, you know. Sally was great. Um, yeah, she long was. career in the industry, you know, from born in Scotland, spent lots of time in Australia and, and went back to Scotland and decided, ah, I'm not doing any more of this cold stuff. Let me go find me a warm weather climate. Stacia wound up being the place that she absolutely adores. So I'm glad we got around the show. Well, we'll, we'll be there soon to enjoy Stacia as well. I can't wait. The other thing that really got my attention was the cuisine. You know, Stacia is small. What does she say? There's only 3,000 people on the entire island who live there. It's only eight square just miles over, or something like that. Just over 3,000, and uh, it's about 8.1 square miles. Don't take the point one away from them now. 
uh, yeah, I can't cheat about that. Uh, but you know, it was, it, it was, you know, you think of a small island like that, that really only has that one major resort. There's other little smaller, you know, you know what we would call Airbnbs and, in, in visit as well if you just want to stay there instead of the resort but why not the resort it's got everything but she was talking about all the various cuisine types that they're bringing in for people to enjoy uh not just the local caribbean foods but i heard her mention mexican food i heard her say that yeah. they're bringing in a sushi bar um i mean the, they're going all out to make this a really top destination and the other question i'm glad you asked her was about the target market she didn't define the target market uh to her credit she said, it's for everybody. We don't want to go there. Yeah. We just, you know, they have they have a product that is unique to them and they're going to leverage it for whatever it is. And, you know, everybody's welcome. Anyway, with that being said, that is it for this edition of TripCast 360. Uh, join us uh, probably, I think, in about two weeks for another edition of TripCast 360. I'm not sure what the topic is yet, but I do know who our guest is, which we will not divulge at this point in time. So on behalf of uh, myself... Uh, and Dave Cumberbatch uh, thank you for listening and we'll see you again next time